I'm Nels Anderson. And I'm Jesse Turner. And welcome to Terminal 7. How's it going, Nels? I'm good. How are you, Jesse? Oh, doing well, doing well. Here we are, episode 31. 31. I didn't know we'd, we'd, we would have come this far. I know. But, but here we are. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's very cool. And we, had, we had an exciting last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's been really exciting. Last weekend yep. was the BC Regionals. That's right. For Netrunner, the and official FFG Regionals. Held, held down at Connections. Yep. Run here, by our friend in, Matt. Here in Vancouver. Here in Vancouver, yep. Yeah. It was uh it was a good time. It was the I think probably the biggest tournament I certainly I've ever been to and are aware of in BC. Uh, sure, yeah, yeah. And it was like forty five people? For 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 a Netrunner. Yeah. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's what I mean. Like <laughs> yeah, Netrunner, yeah. Netrunner event in Vancouver. It's a, it's a Netrunner podcast. Yeah, yes. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a good turnout. Lots of good folks. Tons of people. Tons of super friendly people. Tons of hilarious games. Tons yeah. of really good games. A couple a couple dudes like I think probably the people who came the furthest afield drove down from Prince George. Yeah, which is... which for people who don't know where that is, which is basically. Everyone outside of British Columbia, and probably even most people in British Columbia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is basically like seven hours just straight north of Vancouver. It's like way up in the interior. Yeah, and when you go there, there's like the the highway that says basically the sign, I'm paraphrasing, but you better have gas in your car. Yeah. Because there's nothing <laughs> for it, a long time. Yeah, it's time. like the ones in the Nevada desert where it's like next gas 200 miles, except on the way to Prince George, like next gas 350 kilometers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Make sure you got some or the bears are going to get you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so thanks to everybody for coming down for, uh, from from so far. It was yeah, really, really great. It was awesome. It was, it was a very very cool day. We had people show up from Seattle. I remember uh, I, Portland, our buddy Joe, and Portland. Yes, that's right. And uh, Noah, who I played, who was who I played last year at Seattle Regionals, I think. Mm. Yeah, that that whole regional was a, was, a, was a blur for me, but <laughs> yes, correct. I do remember playing Noah. So thanks a lot for showing. Nice. Up. Um, some of the games got recorded. Yeah, that's right. We had. A, um, yeah. I don't think any of mine did. But Nels, you did so well. Oh, yeah, Nels. Nels, right. tell us how well you did because I remember you were top eight when I had to leave. Yes, I did. I was I was the uh, third place going into the to the double elimination cut. Great job, which was pretty cool. Um, I was it, I was pretty stoked about that. <laughs> yeah, ev- ev- everyone Nels had been playing a lot of Octagon, yes. and you know that Nels is serious about winning if Nels is playing a lot of Octagon. Yes, I will. I will. I will stomach that 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 bitter tonic if I must. Um, yeah, it was good. It was. Uh, Ended up in the double elimination, made a couple, was both exhausted, and then made a couple of silly mistakes we can sure. get to later if Perfect. we want. Yes, um, yes, please. <laughs> so I think ultimately I ended up like sixth, I think. Good job. Um, but that was fine. I was like, if I get into the top eight, I will be and flabbergasted and stoked. And the day was There sweet. you go. Awesome. And yeah. um, our friend Lawson took it? Yes. Lawson, Lawson. Congrats, Lawson. Lawson. He he took it coming up from the loser's bracket, even, I believe. Amazing. Yeah, hardcore. That, 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 Lawson's always brought the, the cool game to our tournament. Yeah. Even when he comes to the Subies, his, he brings the weirdest stuff, and it does. He plays really well, so it's really awesome to see him do so well. Yeah, it was great, and it was a good, proper Vancouver person that won. I would be very sad <laughs> if one, if some American went away with our regional win, or 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 even the pile of people that came up from the island. So, and thank you all yes. who came up from Vancouver Island. Yep, that was awesome as well. That's right. That's right. Uh, so, what were you? What were you running at this regional? <laughs> How did you do, Jesse? At this regionals, at this regionals, you had a far more unusual experience than I did. I, uh, yeah, I did. Um, I I had not had a lot of time. Uh, I've been working pretty hard on the game, as we all know. It takes takes a pile of work to make games. Um, and I had 
I had uh, no time, basically. I had no time, and uh, so I just grabbed... Uh, Thankfully, I managed to talk to you to kind of whip me back into, well, you got to bring something. So me and you discussed some game types, uh, sorry, some deck types. Yep. And that was like, that was really, really good because that just like lo- hard locked me into the, into the game again, basically. Right. I brought my head out of the clouds and into Netrunner. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll build, I'll try, a, I'll try a Titan Rush. That, that'll be fun. So I threw together a Titan Rush. Then I threw together a uh, Kentenma deck mm. based on Comet, which is really kind of silly. But a lot of events. You get all those events. Ooh, that is, yeah, okay. And then, and then. I brought it uh, back, and I played with my friend uh, James Perry Perry, who yep. came down from the island. So shout out to those guys. They uh, we played a bit, and then I, I I had so I had this broken Titan deck that didn't work at all, and no. this awful Cantemba deck, and it didn't work at all. <laughs> oh, um, no. And then so, but then I had they they bought me Chrome City, which we're gonna get to. Ah, uh-huh, yes, we'll talk about Chrome City after that's the right. Regional recap. And uh, so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just build. Uh, out of my old crappy next deck and this Titan deck, I'm gonna just put together a cybernetics division out of the crappy cube. Out of the crappy cube that was my that was these decks. And yeah, because the thing is, you keep all your cards at work, right? Yeah, yeah. And I like do. this like weird like mechanics tool chest. Basically. Yeah, but it's 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 a mess. I'm really I really have to shift the pages, but it's like a it's like a. It's the opposite of a beautiful mind, you know. It's like the room is just just cards in. And it's like I I think I have two grimoires. I don't know anymore. Like so, it was but yeah, all your cards were at work. Yeah, and you'd already gone home, and you live quite a not a quite a ways, but an annoyingly far distance away from work. So you couldn't like go back to your office and, and get all up. your cards, especially because they're uh, they're very disorganized. Yeah. So so you had the Titan deck you built, yep. an old Next deck that you were running previously. Yep. And so you were just kind of cobbling that yes, I was, together I was. to make a cybernetics division deck. Yeah. Which is hilarious because no one was really running cybernetics except our friend um, Mr. Coat Deer. Yes. Yeah. That was pretty good. Uh, he, Which me and him always end up running the same, the same <laughs> decks for some reason. But yeah, so like bringing that, I brought that to there and then I also brought um, the deck made by a Seattle, a Seattle guy and that was the Au Revoir, Au Revoir Chaos Theory. Yes. Econ. Which right. is like Super fun and crazy, great. huge, humongous dollars. Yeah, and it's uh, but I I had a wonderful time. I I I mi- ended in the middle, I think, maybe a little bit under the middle or something like that, of 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 the sixty, the twenty five or something. I got twenty fifth or something like that. But uh, there's there was some there was some great games. Uh, I had a I had a really really good time. So so given that you weren't building cybernetics division from the full deck pool from the full card pool. That's right. Yes, that's right. <laughs> how how did it fare? Given that you basically drafted it against yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say it did it did pretty good. It, um, I think I think the big thing was. I think everyone else was more had more ideas about what my deck was than I did. You know, you know what I mean? Like they're like, oh shit, is What am I gonna do? Like I actually just rushed out like six points in the first, you know, like six turns or right. seven turns or something because they were like, well, what's it? That's gonna be an overrider. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I don't have any overriders. Like, right. Why would I have an overrider? And I'm like, oh, of course, these people think that I built this deck properly. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was a really interesting experience. Uh, yeah. So security through obscurity, basically. Yeah, yes, yes, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> and, and and it was fun running. I like I missed running the forty four. Like I, I really missed running mm. um, the world is yours. Right, like that kind of deck. So it was fun bringing a low card count in, in chaos theory and a low card count in uh, in. These oh yeah, decks. I guess funnily enough, my runner deck had more cards than either of your two decks. <laughs> yeah, that's right, because you brought Valencia. I, I had Valencia. Yep. Um, and she she did great. Like yeah, I bet. I've always been like kind of. I've never really fit easily into like any specific 
like runner archetype. But you did always try to make Ian Sterling work. Yeah, you, you like 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 the controlling. Yeah, control I, I enjoyed that. Um, and uh, I think Valencia is definitely the anarch. ID and playstyle and everything else that I've definitely connected with the most. Like, yeah, cool. I love Valencia. It's just lots of options. And that one bad publicity, it's like, yes, it turns on blackmail, but it's just the amount of credits that actually provides you in the course of a game. Every run you're getting money. Is yeah. ludicrous. Yeah, so, um, so, so was there anything, um, is, was there any like off- Color picks you did you you put in this deck? Like, what was the most surprising card you you? I don't, you put in? I don't know about the most surprising, but because <laughs> of course this is how things turned out, <laughs> I expected there to be a lot of people playing Replicating Perfection because it's obviously one of the big yep. mean decks. But there was right no now. RP. There were a few. Oh, there were oh, a few. They're, they're probably in the sorry. They're probably the winners' tables. I'm talking about <laughs> like I'm, I'm I'm milling around with the everyman. Yeah. Now. So I think in the in the top eight there was one, um, but I expected way more. So of course like this I did, I packed a couple of vamps and a little bit more econ just to be cool. like okay well if i need to just make it so rp has no money to spend on their side games i can do that and of course over the course of the day the number of rp games i played was zero <laughs> perfect <laughs> of course perfect i mean that vamp was still kind of useful like sure. there was a game um against joseph i think where he was like he had six he was playing hba he had six points he was clearly just digging for another bot and i like i had him totally locked on all his remotes right so he's just digging he's, for he's, like, he's trying to dig past your r&d lock or something uh i didn't have him r&d lock but he, he knew that if he put in something into a remote i would it's just, yours i would grab it for sure um so he was trying to find a biotic labor in another agenda and so i ended up and he got i think he had like seven or eight credits i'm like well if i can vamp him back down to zero then he has to get back up to seven yep. credits or to six i guess um to then still be able to pull the biotic thing. So that doing that gave me like three more turns and eventually got the win out of there. Um, but generally it's like that was the only kind of like meta tech I did really. Most of it was just like good stuff. Yeah. Leading up, I was like very much on the fence. It's like it had um two desperados, and I was like, Well, I can go three desperados and some other utility cards. Right, yeah, I, I remember this, yeah. Or I could go two desperados, three clone chips, clone chips. and some other stuff. And, and then, if anyone knows clone chip sits in red so well. Yeah, like, so both you and Quinn's are like you should really do the, the clone the, the chip. Clone chip. That's, yeah, <laughs> and that's that right. was that was actually the correct assessment. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> I, I actually have to tell you my vamp story. I played against um, uh, there was Steven and there was Bryson, and they were I, I believe they're they're brand new Netrunner players, and they'd come. This is their first tournament. It was awesome seeing them there, and there is uh, Bryson was playing uh, cyber uh, not cybernetics division. Cerebral imaging, and with so much money, it was hilarious. I think right. he I think I think he uh, recalled like. Maybe five or six restructures and a bunch oh my of god! Others. So there was a point that I'm like, okay, I, I got my I got my Orvoir engine, gain twelve go, gain twelve go, gain twelve go. I'm ready to go, and I I, I draw, I, I top deck a vamp. I'm like, perfect, perfect. I can destroy oh, no. cerebral imaging. I'm like, okay, here we go. Get a pile of money, and I hammer them down to like four credits from an astounding amount of credits. Right, right, I, can, right. I can keep pace with this engine. I'm like, there we go. We did it in the bag. It goes over to his turn with his four credits and his four to six, or six credits. Yeah, I can't and, remember. His and his insane hand. And he his first, his first click is reuse. Oh my god! And, and I stared. At, I just stared at the table, and I'm like, like. 
out of this crazy edge case. Yeah. You found the silver bullet. Yeah. <laughs> I was just I was like I wasn't ready for it and it was just it was just hysterical. It was because because then he just crazy enough cards that his second play was another restructure right. and then a hedge fund. So the it, the vamp just went bonk. <laughs> found crazy. And then it was thinking like, well, the game's obviously mine. Like, right. It was oh, yeah, no. you're gonna discard that to like two cards. <laughs> eat it, buddy. Oh, wait a minute. I was just not expecting that, and then it was cool. Which again, crazy. which is why the why why I, I had a lot of good games. I played I played Trevor again, and we had a great. Uh, we had a bunch of people around, and he needed. The game was at time. Yeah. And he needed one more point. Yeah. And um, so he did it all on a stim run. Um, or else it would have been to time. We hit it all on a stim run to R&D and just hope for for a top deck. Right. And everybody's watching through. He barely sweeps by with his stim credits and all his other setup. Yeah. And he top decks uh, brain chips. Oh, uh, so, nice. Yeah, and that was like, it was so good. It was just such, it was a, everybody cheered and it was it was amazing. Yeah. yeah. There was definitely, it was, there's some great games. Our buddy Brody, he yeah. was also in the top eight. That's who, right. Who's on the show. Why? Look at well, we, we should bring him back on And Keith made yeah. a top eight as yeah, well. Keith did. Keith was, um, he was actually, he finished third. Mm. Yeah, him and Lawson were at the end in the uh, in the one knockdown losers bracket, I guess. And then Lawson took it and then went to the nice. finals. Cool. Yeah, super, super, it was awesome. Super strong games, players. A lot of great players. And the interesting thing was I expected like after, because I've been playing quite a bit beforehand. Like right afterwards, I'd just be kind of like exhausted and, oh, I don't want to care about Netrunner. But I'm like still totally <laughs> happy. Like, I mean, I, I took a, like a week to just chill a bit. Sure. Mostly because I wanted to play more Bloodborne. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but... It wasn't the kind of thing where it's like, all right, I want to think about this game for like two months I know, now. Right? It's I, the kind I, of thing where it's like, I'm awesome, rad. I'm still super stoked about everything that's going on. Yeah, I, I, I got so charged up. Um, we, we had a lot of people that had actually heard of the podcast there. Yep, that and was awesome. It was great talking with people. Like I'm like, wow, you, I, I think I, I think uh, one one person said like, wow, I I build awful decks thanks to you guys. Like I I, I, <laughs> I, I, yes. I, I, I experiment thanks to you guys. I I think believe it was Kyler. So thank you, yeah. Kyler, for for for. for Keeping the dream alive and building some janky decks. From That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. It was it was a great time. Um, and relatedly, uh, the ANR Pro Circuit. That's right. Um, is going to indeed have a Northwest Circuit. I guess. I guess that's yeah. Sub Circuit. Whatever. <laughs> um, uh, we're going to be hosting the Vancouver portion of it, and then there will obviously be some other ones down in Seattle and Sweet. Portland. Maybe one in Victoria. Cool. Um, so uh, we haven't figured out any of this stuff for that yet. Um, it's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It'll probably be like July, August, cool. maybe. Sounds good. Um, and this is also very exciting. The So last year, and I think the year before that as well, the Canadian Netrunner Nationals, yep. the, the U.S. Nationals are always at Gen Con just because Gen Con's big, the, the big, the big cardboard game event. Yeah. Um, I, like, I, like, I think of that as cardboard game. Cardboard, ga- cardboard game. It's like pizza boxes. That's right. Refrigerator <laughs> boxes. Um, the uh, the Canadian Nationals for the last, I believe, two years have been in Toronto. In Toronto or rather yeah. like in like one of the kind of manky suburbs outside of Toronto. Um, <laughs> this year, however, it, the specific venue, at least as far as when we're recording right now, hasn't been announced. Mm-hmm. But it is going to be somewhere in Western Canada. All right. Which could be... So that probably means basically here, Edmonton, or Calgary. Yeah. But of course, Vancouver is larger than Edmonton and Calgary probably combined. Yeah, I think um, so. So really, 
It should be. In it's Vancouver. probably gonna be in Vancouver. If it is, I'm gonna be so so excited. Like we did the regionals awesome. I'm like, I'm not gonna go all go to the way to Toronto yeah. for like Toronto's fine. I like Toronto. Sure, yeah. But I'm not gonna go out and spend the money in the hotel. Well, I there's probably people I know I could crash with, but I'm not gonna spend like the time and the plane ticket to go out there just to play Netrunner as much as I love it. Plane tickets are expensive and Toronto's really goddamn far. Yep. Um but if it's out here, Oh man, <laughs> we're gonna have to like get get a bunch of people like field like a hardcore locals team, yeah, and make sure that one of us—it doesn't matter who—yeah, just but somebody, one of us somebody gets to the top. Yeah, definitely. That, so if that happens, I mean, obviously we and you know the lion rampant the people who kind of run all this stuff in Canada and FFG like we'll make plenty of noise about it. But yep. I saw that and was very stoked. And if like if where the Canadian Nationals is kind of moves around every year, like if say next year it's in Montreal or something like that, that would be wicked. Yeah, definitely. If you get like all all the medals, like that'd be. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Cool. So, so awesome, awesome news. Yeah. Should we drop um, our, uh, our 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 UK friends regionals experience? Oh, oh, nationals. Nationals. I'm yes. sorry, nationals. Um, I fe- it feels like I'm in a cheer squad or something. That's right. Yeah. 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 I know uh, our buddy Quentin Smith, who's yep. from Chef and Sit Down, has been on the show a few times. That's right. Um, he's going to write some more about this, so I don't think we need to go a ton Perfect. into it. But on the literally on the exact same day, yeah. you know, eight time zones away from where we were <laughs> playing our regional, uh, Quinn's was playing in the UK Nationals. Yep. Uh, with a much bigger field, yeah. over 150 people. That's right. And he also did very well which super awesome yeah. and, I, and i look forward to reading about it yeah but he, he ended up being i think seventh out of like 150 whatever with his gagarin deck yeah so auspiciously right like kind of like his assignment when we talked about order and chaos was gagarin yep. and i got valencia and it seems that that was yeah. like good mojo or something definitely definitely <laughs> so really you should have been running edward kim i should have been running edward and i should have been running titan <laughs> <laughs> awesome yeah, but it, it it worked out pretty darn well. Yeah, great times though. Awesome. Yeah, it's like every time I just like and obviously Quinn's and I were emailing quite a bit, like being like, "Oh, what are you gonna bring? What am I gonna bring?" Blah. Um, and so just like just the excitement in the events, like even afterwards, it's like it's oh, it's still so good. It still it still sticks with you for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It is it is a, the the game and the community is continues to be in an awesome awesome place in a way that makes me like super 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 happy. Yeah, we had a lot of um ex like uh, other game players that have said like I I've never played a game like this. Yeah, and they're 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 like, hi, sit down. I'm, I'm here to learn. Let's 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 do it. Yeah. And that that felt that it was it was great having like the, no common ground has been this interesting and exciting. I think in yeah in in, in just in just gaming in general. Yeah, it's cool. It's ah, it, it uh, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm super happy with where things are right now. It makes me feel yeah very excited. And we are halfway through the Santan cycle. That's right. Oh wait, are we? is it Chrome City? Is that three or four? No, this is three. This is three. Yeah, because then there's the underway. And Old Hollywood and the World Fair thing. Yes. So the Ep- Epcot Center. That's right. <laughs> Epcot. The yeah, the third data pack in the in the Sand Sand Cycle, Chrome City, also just came out and, and hol- was legal. Hilariously. So just because of like you know we're over the border, it sometimes takes things a little bit longer to get here. Yep. Um, Chrome City was commonly available. Like people could actually buy it. On Friday, and our regional was on Saturday. Yeah, yep. <laughs> so it's kind of thing where it's like, well, 
I mean, I I did not pull in anything from Chrome City. I was on the fence, but I'm like, I should just stick with the stuff I've been playing for quite a while. You obviously did. I had to go whole hog in yeah. it. Yeah. Which is great. Yep. I didn't see a ton more no, stuff. I didn't um, see anything more stuff. I know a few people subbed in, like Oaktown Renovation. And I, and I know Net Ready Eyes was a big, yes. was a big, big uh, player. As, as you saw, I believe it was uh, Spags deck. Spags did quite well of um, mm. Team Covenant. Brought a classic. I love it. It's classic wizard rig setup. Net ready eyes. One admin, three clone chips, and he just crushed. Loved Crazy. It. So, so at the um, the Cambridge Regionals in in around Boston uh, was yesterday, and uh, so I think there were like again similar number, like 40, 50 players. Right. Um, there was one ID that. Oh, sorry. The most common runner ID, I believe, was Kate. Mm-hmm. I want you to guess what the second most common one was. I geez, I have no idea. I wizard. Wizard. Eleven people running wizard, wizard. Oh. at the Cambridge Regional. Wow, crazy! I guess you know, but I think that's a uh, that's that's a great meta call because I we guess. have we have all these like drip econ butcher shops. Yeah, uh, all the NEH stuff. all the NEH stuff. It's like and, oh good, I have three pad campaigns. Phew. Or yeah. and, and and wizard can big dig and. That, those free credits can get rid of garbage, like can right. peel it out for yeah. that. I think I think blown up sundews for free. Yeah, it's I, not bad. It's just it's just that it was like, and all the other anarchs were like, you know, like one Edward Kim, like, like three one maxes, maxes or something. Right. Yeah, it was it was like very clearly. It's interesting how because like, I don't think anyone at our regional was playing wizard. Maybe mm, one. Maybe may, no, well, the one I played was uh, I believe Stevens wizard, but that wasn't his attorney deck. We were just playing for fun. Yeah. So I I I, I don't I never ran into one. Yeah. Yeah, it's just interesting how much stuff can vary oh, wait, regionally. Oh wait, I did. I believe Liam had a wizard. Okay, yeah, so yeah, maybe so, like so one, one or two. But yeah, for a similar number of players yep. at Cambridge, it's like eleven, and we have one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> super interesting. Yeah, really, really cool. Um, but yes, anyway, the third data pack of the Sense Cycle, Chrome City, just came out. That's right. Um, so we should talk about. Yeah, it. yeah. Let's talk a bit about Chrome City since there is a new ID. There is. Let's start let's with, start the, with the corpse side, and that ID is Cybernetics Division. And what does it do? It's HB. It's forty. It's a forty fifteen ID. This is the first. I, I believe it's the first 15 influence uh, 40 minimum card. Uh, right? Uh, on the corpse side. Oh, sorry, corpse side, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Obviously, Chaos Theory has and um, Silhouette. Yes, that's right. Influence. But, but he, on the corpse here, side. Here we got a 40 15, which is amazing. Yeah. And, it is, and uh, its ability is both players' hand size is reduced by one. Yes. That's both players. So both players. Every, so at the beginning, draw draw your five cards, but we got to knock it down to four, four at the end of your turn. At the end of your turn. So yep. this is a, typically the the brain damage deck. You, you you can build a kill deck out of it. Yeah. It's it's still tough to get that to squeak that last little kill shot out of right. out of this with the cards available. But this is probably what you want to be running. It's a nice you got 44 cards, a little bit more deck consistency, a little bit less um what eight, 18 points of agendas, which yes. is kind of a an interesting setup. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit a bit more flexibility in um HB. And I think it generates making a different type of deck, which is yes. cool. Yeah, it definitely does. Um the thing is like the the big not, I'm not big, but the the corporate downside is that since you have one less card to hold, unless you're doing some janky stuff with like research station or something, right? Um, which is probably not a good That's use of, of your clicks thing. or influence. <laughs> um, you have less cards to hold for like comboiness, right? Yep. And it's just if you have even one agenda in your HQ, it's you know it's a it's a one in four instead of a one in five shot for the runner to pick it out. Right? That's right. Yeah. And any of your like zero cost 
Edge of World or Cerebral Overrider Traps. It's easier for the runner to grab one of those, trash it, and now, crap, one in three to get the one agenda in your HQ. Yep. Um, so it seems like one of the things you definitely have to be mindful of playing this is making sure that your agendas either protect themselves yep. with something like an APD contract or that you just have a, a way to get rid of them. That's right, <laughs> Like yeah. dropping some ETR ice over the archives and actually binning your agendas early and until like you actually need to fetch them back when the runner's about to access like a Jackson Howard or something. Yep. Seems like a good way to potentially deal with that. Yep. Or maybe sit six in there and make it a punitive deck. Yeah, just to have something. all three pointers. Yep. Uh, yeah, there's 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 a couple ways you can play it. I know I saw a lot of really interesting decks were using Valley Grid, which was hilarious. Right. Because if you have a three server deep, uh, sorry, a three ice deep server, and if they're breaking through at Valley Grid, that's knocking them down to zero. So yes, you can basically uh, just four, so one ice, two three, ice, three two, ice, one. They'd have one. They'd, Hand size of one. Right for yes, hand size of one. Yeah. Which makes it a little bit easier to say double EMP or something. Yeah, sure. I mean, like with as much recursion as HP has, like EMP, archive memories, EMP, that's it. Yeah. Also, <laughs> we can even borrow the executive from Jinteki if you really want to get uh, Oh man, if you want to get super spicy. <laughs> super spicy is like five influence, but still right. instant. Get, get the runner to zero, res hero, and, and then, then they're at negative dead. hand size, and that's it. Which is so cool. Like, oh, we've hired hero and the runner just stops existing yeah. it's like so cool <laughs> so cool um yeah it seems like there's definitely lots of like there are you know hb has some amount of brain damage ice not not a ton that doesn't require that isn't like a bioroid so there can be you know is clickable yep but yep. there's still definitely a lot of interesting space yeah and for and, sure and for with chrome city well, well it's just uh, a lot of cards that work very well or yes. this is um self-destruct chips yep which is a 3-1 agenda yeah, um, which obviously fits super well into a Cybernex Division brain damage. Right, because because what does this do? It is just, yeah, normal 3-1 security agenda, and when it is scored, the runner's maximum hand size is reduced by one. And that's, so not, that's not like I give the runner a brain damage. Right. Because so, the agenda area is still kind of nebulous, and if these, say, get sacrificed or something, or forfeited, or stolen by the runner in this crazy space... yeah. It's the brain damage is permanent. You just get it back. Yeah, and they don't have to discard a card. That's yes. So if you had you know four, and then you score self destruct ships, the, the runner doesn't have to discard down to three immediately. Right, but at the end of His their turn. next turn. Yeah. So yeah. that's something that goes like I actually scored a couple against some players, which is interesting because they're 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 super terrified because right. everything could be a trap or whatever. Yeah. Um, and this is like three ones. We can score three ones, but three one. This three one is like a pretty powerful three one. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of as long as you have other stuff to follow it up with definitely because yeah. like usually the brain damage is like you can take one point eh, doesn't really matter you right. take two all right now you're kind of getting into trouble territory if you take three then things are really bad yeah and so from the id the runner basically starts out with the one they've already taken yeah you score a self-destruct chips okay well now they're down to three and they're in the trouble area and w even one cerebral overrider is serious bad news that's right yeah and, and I, I i did i did love playing because it's like it's like it feels like the runner had to stim hack for nothing right away uh, which, was, right. <laughs> which, was, which was a cool feeling, and they we, uh, we also got to help out the Cybernex Division a uh, system operator of name of Ryan Knight. Oh yes, and he um, and uh, like yeah. So 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 read this card out because yeah, so this Ryan is Knight is a an upgrade. He's a sysop. Mm -hmm. He is tutor. He is unique, obviously, because it's like a named guy. Um, two to res, three to trash. So that's pretty good. Uh, he only has one ability, and that is trash. When trashed, you do one brain damage. Use this ability only during a run on this server 
And only if the runner has no unspent clicks. So, and the runner is super exhausted. No right. more time in the day. Right. Ryan Knight <laughs> swoops in for the the Nancy Kerrigan ankle smash. <laughs> like, I, like it's 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 really really cool. Like, it's tough as hell to get that runner out of clicks. You right. need to either have like. Um, they need to either go through all the bioroids, but sometimes they still have one left to clear tags or save stuff. It's difficult to yank out all their yeah. stuff. But we do have stuff like uh, Whirlpool, I guess, is, is is one. No, sorry. Um, hourglass. Hourglass, thank you. Yes. Hour, hourglass. It's also a centrifugal thing. I'm yeah, the, the round spinning. <laughs> the, the round spinning thing, yeah. So so there is things that can suck the clicks out. What's the, uh, what's the f- founder's ice that's um, HB? The the one the one on a remote that sucks out all your clicks. Oh, Turing. So Turing. Yes. yes. We have Turing. Yeah, so if the runner spends all three of their clicks to get through Turing, you can just then you res like Ryan Knight. Ryan Knight. Bang. Yeah. Because Ryan doesn't have to be resed when the runner runs out of clicks. It's, right. As long as you have a paid ability window after the runner's out of clicks, then you can res Ryan Knight and use him. It's not like Heinlein Grid, which has to be up and resed and active for its click loss ability to happen. This right. one is just like. Is the runner banging around on the server? Do they currently have no clicks? Okay, Res, Res is Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, so he's, 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 he's easier to whack somebody with than Highline Grid. Yes. For sure. Yeah. And so it, it's yeah. definitely, and like he can bluff as an agenda. That's right. Which is really nice. And if the runner, yeah, indeed does spend all their clicks like chewing through some bioroids or something, then you go, oh, I this was the only thing in here. Also, your brain is toasted. Yeah. And, and if this is sitting in cybernetics, you're looking really, really rough. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, you can even technically, it's a little bit trickier, but uh, things like false leads. Yep. Where if the runner was running on their second click, okay, well, you can toss your fourth, your your false lead. Now they have no clicks. Ryan is turned on. You can use him. Stuff like that. That's right. Yeah. Um, it's, it, 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 you you see this and you almost think like, oh man, I want to pull those into Jinteki so bad. But unlike HB, Jinteki doesn't have a ton of tools for stripping the runner of clicks That's or right. giving the runner ways to kind of encourage them to spend clicks yeah. the way the Bioroids do. Yeah. So as cool as Ryan Knight is, if the runner's running last click against Jinteki, i.e. the conditions you need to use Ryan Knight, you're already in a good position anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's kind of like, uh, I saw him initially. I'm like, oh man, more sources of brain damage. Yeah, right. So I love him. Then I thought about it more. I'm like, oh, he's actually pretty hard to turn on if you're not HP, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but still really cool. Yeah. Neat, neat, neat card. Um, and HP got another upgrade. They're, they're replete with upgrades. That's right. And Shockful upgrades. This is the Oaktown Grid. Mm-hmm. Um, it is another upgrade. It's a region, so it, it's the only region allowable in a server. It is one to res, one to trash, except... It's not one to trash. <gasps> the What it does is the trash cost of cards installed in this server is increased by three. So if someone accesses this as a random pull out of R&D and HQ, yes, that's only one to trash. Yeah. But once it's actually in a server, it's now four to trash. Yep. So the interesting thing about Oaktown Grid, it's like, okay, well, it obviously fits very much into the same realm as something like Encryption Protocol. Right. right. Um, difference being, there are enough kind of cards around now that sometimes building a lot of remote servers is more of a liability than it is an advantage. Sure. Right? Yeah. Like, every time I see that bloody security testing at the table, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I need to either ice up all of my remotes or just not install them or whatever. God damn it. Um, or things like bank job and even dirty laundry. Like, there's all kinds of times when having an unprotected remote that 
the runner doesn't the runner won't trash because it's actually more advantageous for them just to have some server they can hit for a variety of reasons. Yep. So Oaktown Grid means oh you just put it in the server you're going to protect anyway. Yeah. And then it also makes it a pain in the ass to trash other stuff in that server. Right. So you leave, you know, early on you put this thing in the same server in your same like big meaty scoring server as like an Adonis campaign. Yeah. You cook off the money in there, then you put an ash and your actual agenda in there. So then if the runner gets in, they're paying six to trash Ash, Ash. now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And four more to trash this thing if they're really crazy. And then they still got to go back in again to get the agenda. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Having, nice and cheap, too. And like, it's, yeah, it's only one to res. Um, Oaktown Grid is definitely, it's the kind of thing where if you're, if you if you got the kind of like one big server and you don't want to open yourself up to those vulnerabilities that come from other servers, it can actually be pretty potent. Um, How much influence is it? And it's only, yeah, it's two influence. Two. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if you had some other like really, like a Wayland thing, like maybe in Gagarin that has a bunch of like really high like value. A, like that on a route would be nice. Yeah. Because then really the runner's paying an extra cred to access both things, and then the trash cost. Yeah. Yeah. Good fit there, for sure. It'll be interesting. Beyond that, I don't know what other place it would really fit into. But yeah, it's an interesting way to like up the trash cost without having to build more remotes. Yeah, or or having the that other HB thing. The Oh, it's zero, but everything costs one more to trash. Encryption problem. Encryption, yes, thank yeah. you. Encryption. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the uh and and we'll stay on um I guess we'll stay on like Asked Eddie agenda things, but let's talk about the first public uh, agenda? agenda. Yeah. Oh man! So this is really really cool. Yeah. So I I love the I love the flavor of this. I love everything about this card. So this is called Oaktown Renovation. It's a Wayland agenda. It's it's an initiative, and it says public, which is that's the that's the coolest thing about this card. It's a four two, but it says install Oaktown Renovation base up. Which, which I believe Lucas said means it's neither res nor unres. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. So or, that's an important distinction. I mean, it kind of really only matters it, for like Leela Patel and stuff like yeah. that. But basically, yeah, because it's agendas can never be resed. Yep. So it is not res. The fact that it's installed phase up, it's like, did you pay a res cost for it? Exactly. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, it's just like, it's just that is kind of how public agendas work. They're right. face up, but they're not res because agendas don't get res. Right. Yeah. Uh, Install Oaktown Renovation face up. Whenever you advance Oaktown Renovations, gain two credits, brackets, or three if there are five or more advancement tokens on Oaktown Renovation. But how many advancements does it take to score this? It only takes four. Oh, and it gives you two points. Yeah. So why would you why would you want to keep doing that? I guess as you want to make a stupid amount of money. Yeah. I guess it's a pretty good engine. So now tell me how this and Mushin Notion would work. Oh, you could oh. You gain six for the weirdest play ever. Is that correct? I I guess you would. Yeah. So, yeah, because you install it, you install it face up, and then you, you motion get, right onto it. Yeah, you get six creds right away. But they can just steal it because you you have to put in a new server. Yeah, but you can put another piece of ice in front of it, or if you're like, you know, you've got like a couple punitives. I guess you three <laughs> punitives. Uh, the only way um, I think it works is if you have that uh, one sh- uh, shardment scored. Right. That makes it so you can pick more. Uh, it costs more for advancement. Oh man, tokens. yeah. If, if you installed Utopia. Fragment? No, you say shardment in the worst both ways. That, that's, that's how it works. Um, yeah, because then it just straight at the gate, yep. this thing is like six with a score. crazy motion thing, six extra price to steal. Know. And you just keep, like, the more money you get, more money, it costs the redder more money. Yeah, I, I, um, I just like, I, 
I think I just love the card because it's like, okay, it's public. Everyone knows it's it's a bad thing, but it's still a good enough thing that the corp gets money out of it, you know, yeah. from investors and all that other thing. Yeah. But everyone, it's it, it's blatant. It's not secret. It's it's that's that's what I find so interesting about yeah. this card. At our regional, um, Keith had this in his blue sun deck, and he definitely used it to really good effect. Oh, nice! Because like in blue sun, you have it behind like two curtain walls and a toll booth or some insane garbage. <laughs> he was like, I'm just gonna keep adding more advancement tokens to this and just get. Two credits every single time. Yeah, I like, do it. well, how much are you money, getting? Money, money, money. How much are you getting? Like, spend six, one to put the token on it. Sure. And then yet, you, get, you get two, assuming you've crazy over advanced it, which I I think he had like 12 or 14 advancement tokens on wow. it at some point. Because he's playing as a shaper, and he, I think he also had blacklist up. So he was like, if you run on this, you're going to lose all your lady tokens, and then you're never going to get them back. Right. So he just like kind of just used that to keep making money forever, oh, forever cool. until he until he eventually drew the other cards he wanted out of his deck. He's like, okay, well, I'm gonna score this now, and then yeah, it's oh, it is cool. a bizarre thing that turns on a bunch of really weird plays, but in a in a cool way. Yeah, because it's there, it's getting their money. It's obvious. I just yeah. gotta get in. I just gotta get in. Plus, plus they can have upgrades on that server that are dangerous or strange. Yeah, for sure. As soon as you see the corp do this, and you're like. What 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 do they want me to run through to get to that thing? That's right. Yeah. It's like, are they just being brazen? Is this some kind of insane ruse? I or, mean, or is this just a four two and I'm right. gonna lose the game? Right. Yeah. Or I mean, I guess you could technically points. have a self destruct on that server. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool stuff. It is crazy. Yeah. If, um, if this is this will definitely get runners running. I'll tell you that yes. much. It's, it's not like you're like, oh, I I, I miss my bluff. It's like, no, I gotta hit it because obviously he's gonna yeah. money. I need I need to get I need to score this. But yeah. And you can you can score it out from almost no money too. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's it's pays cool. pays itself off as you advance it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely it's it is gonna be very interesting seeing other public agendas that show up in the future oh, yeah, as well. I'm sure this won't be the first, the, the, the only one. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be like the lighter side of the corp, or you know, like the the the, the more public side of right. the state's yeah. of the corp. Speaking of uh, strange things that get the runner running, <laughs> yes, we also had a uh, corporate town. Oh right, yes, which is a very interesting <laughs> asset. Love the art on this card. Yeah. The nuclear family. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So what what does Corporate Town do? Okay, Corporate... Sorry. I'm sorry. I, I actually thought you were talking about a different card. Corporate Town is right here. I have it. I do. I, I actually have this one. All right. Corporate Town is a, an asset out of our good friend Wayland. It costs one, five to trash. As an additional cost to res Corporate Town, the corp must forfeit an agenda. Forfeit an agenda. Whoa. Just like Archer. Just like Archer. So what does this do? When your turn begins, you may trash one resource. Bracket cannot be prevented. Yep. So Nels, what if you have a fall guy? And I'm I I've founded Corporate Town. Well, that fall guy, he's just he's just a he's sad just some, hobo. He's just some guy. Yep. I can just I can blow up the apartment that all his friends are in, yep. and nothing can prevent that off-campus that. apartment that has like eleven connections hosted on it. Yeah, that they shouldn't have set up in Corporate Town. Yep. Because <laughs> I I run yeah, Corporate Town. <laughs> Corporate town, <laughs> Jack Wayland. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, obviously, you're giving up an agenda, agenda just to so, raise an asset. The runner can trash for five. Yep, that's that's crazy. That's a crazy power swing in the opposite direction, uh, score wise. Yeah, but, but but there's a lot of great resources out now. Yep, and the thing is, um, it's a when your turn begins, so you could technically put this face down. Yep. The runner doesn't run on it. Next, or if they do, okay, they just spend five to trash it, and if they don't. Then you can flip it, sacrifice your agenda, and then you get that first turn one right immediately. Yeah. Um. So if they've got some like you know, Caddy Jones loaded up with like 
nine tokens on her. It was like, well, uh, she, she goes away now. That professional context uh, goes away. And, just all of it. And just you, go, and you go, can't go, react goodbye. to that because yeah. it's it, yeah. cannot be prevented. It's just gone. Be it's just gone. Um, and it just sits there like every turn churning out more resource destruction. So that basically yeah. means if you if you're unless you're playing like some no resource deck, you just you don't have a choice. Like you have to go get this thing. Yeah, and as we're seeing, resource is such a huge huge thing now like that's your e- that's your, that's going to be your economy or that's going to be your draw yeah. that's going to be something else I, I i love the idea is like oh shit wild side was in corporate town damn right. it <laughs> right like, yep. close it down yep. it's so cool the, yeah. the players they just, there. They just like for this thing nearby that they just got it rezoned so uh, <laughs> this is this is where the property but oh i'm for the city council like <laughs> unfortunately that you didn't pay a bunch of your property taxes because you're some gross weird underground bar so goodbye. <laughs> i mean technically wild side's on the moon so corporate town's on the moon yeah, that's, that's fine that's, that's perfect they can, you build a corporate town on the moon why not well yeah well we had to form an agenda <laughs> ah, that, that was that was that was the thing you needed to put it in space yes um so we yeah we, it, it's one i mean that the effect is like powerful and fascinating it's like heavy effect with obviously huge trade-off yep but it's also like it, it kind of opens up the potential design space where, like, previously, the, the only things to, like, sacrifice and gender was literally is just Archer, right? Yeah. But now it's like, oh, man, assets could have this. Could there be operations that require forfeiting an agenda? agenda? Like, how powerful could is there be upgrades? Be? Yeah, right. Could there be, like, other agendas? Like, some crazy agenda, but to score it, you have to sacrifice some other agenda? Like, who knows? <laughs> um yeah. That's one of those things where it's like, oh, that, I mean, that mechanic's been in the game since the, the core, core set. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. always been, like, Archer's a core set, you know, Wayland Ice. But now it's, like, this first time that it's been applied outside of that context, and then you just do the, but what if, but what if, but what, oh, 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 my God. Yeah, this is, the, this is like, the, 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 the sun reigniter thing. Yes, correct. Yeah, it's, it's just getting, it's getting bigger and bigger and yeah. more interesting. Yeah. Maybe, cool. maybe the next thing is you, uh, you get a really burned guy. <laughs> yeah. That, you sacrifice, that, sacrifice that, and you're just Something to burn, man. That wrecks the third act of any movie. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) If people didn't follow that, that was uh, Danny Boyle's Sunshine. Which yeah. is a very good movie oh, yeah. until the end, but it gets a little, a little goofy, <laughs> a little bit goofy. I love my, I love my B movie slasher stuff, but yeah, yeah. it didn't need to be there. Correct. <laughs> but let's, but our, our, our corpse did get some ice in this. They did, server. they did. They got plenty of ice. None of it requires sacrificing agendas. No, fortunately. no, that's right. Where do you want to start? Well, I think um, a card that I thought was really interesting was uh, the the Jinteki card lockdown. Mm. Uh, yes, yes, lockdown, yes, 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 yes. Lock, oh. lock, lockdown's one influence. Correct. Zero cost code gate. Strength five. One subroutine. The runner cannot draw cards for the remainder of this turn. Yes. For any reason. Yeah. So, the runner hits a lockdown they can't break. They, If you're playing Prison Evolution, the thing behind them was Agenda. Okay, they steal it. The net damage takes out I've had worse. Oh, sorry. Doesn't matter. Can't draw any cards. Yeah. And uh, like like this, the, this it, I was even thinking about this in cybernetics or something, just as if you actually... Oh, it's one influence. Sure. One influence. Hit, if they hit a snare or something. Like, right. Leads they can shake the tag, but they're not drawn back up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, also just like that, usually the runner, like m- most of the, the more useful things you're going to get are going to come into your deck, right? Yeah. Like often a good runner turn is like... Do some like diesel, yeah. Do a setup something. thing, yeah. Make a run, get some more money, get some more cards, yeah. 
Wound's like, oh, all you can do, I guess, you know, you make this run, and you're like, okay, well, I can't draw any more cards, so if I take any more damage, it's bad, so I'm not going to make any more runs, but I can't draw any more cards. Yeah, and, and it puts, him, it puts runner really, some credit? It puts runner in an interesting position, because usually it's like, runner blows his resources, then charges back up, right? Like, like okay, I'll, I'll, I'll draw, I'll draw, I'll draw, I'll draw, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah or, rarely is, like, if you have a clicker to spend, it's like... A good use of that almost always is drawing a card. To be drawing, yeah. Yes. But now it's like, well, that's not an option. Yeah, so, and, and this is this is I, this, this has got to be the biggest swing for cost to strength. <laughs> Zero for five. That's like bonkers. Yeah, it or bandwidth, except yeah. this actually does something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, and you put like a chum in front of this. Yeah, sure. They or better, sensei, 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 or sensei. Yeah, they, they better be running Gordian or Cyber Cypher, because otherwise they're going to be sad. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it is it is mean and. But only, but in not, a, in it just specific, doesn't do anything by itself. That's right. In a specific way, it's it's, yeah. it's, it's mean for sure. That's cool. I definitely want to muck around with this in some, in some like good old fashioned net damage in techie <laughs> decks for sure. That's right. Um, that's right. The only, the only tricky thing is it doesn't like, so what I found generally is part of like, you know, kind of Cambridge style personal evolution or whatever. It's yep. like, it, it, I've had worse as annoying but it's not that bad. No. Because, like, it just it gets the runner burning through their deck faster anyway. Yeah. Like, you... it may stop a kill shot on one turn, but whatever. You, it's like, if you're playing Personal Evolution, you have a bunch more potential there, kill shots. That's right. There's going to be windows. Yeah, the that. thing that's annoying, really, that this obviously doesn't, doesn't address much, is Keyhole. That's right. right. Like, that's yeah. the thing that, like... Because over in Chaos, there are a ton of Keyhole decks now, and that's the thing that actually makes... PE really sad, right? When someone would just be like, oh, look at three cards, oh, well, I'm going to take this snare and the shock, and I'm going to bury them, and I'm going to throw your agenda in the bin. Yep. Repeat. Um, so until there's, like, a good way to address that, I'm not entirely sure how, like, if if, if Personal Evolution can take its crown back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this definitely, I think, helps quite a bit. Yep. Um, yeah. And it's like, and when you hit that, then you're like, oh, God, well, do I just check out? Maybe I should just check out because that's a snare. I'm gonna have one card and I can't draw anymore. What does that mean? That's not good. Um, uh, uh. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's uh. It's cool stuff. It's very a, interesting. And also, we got we got we, uh, HP got some more trap ice. This. Oh uh, yes. This I, I I just love this card because um I believe Chris from uh Prince George actually had was running yeah. it in the in his deck and this is a. a it's a it's a trap. It's out of HB. It's two influence. Cost two, zero strength, one sub. The runner trashes an installed piece of hardware. Trash lab dog. Lab dog. Lab dog. And this the art's awesome. It's super spooky. This is a weird, freaky, mean looking dog. Lab dog. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's like of course it's runner's choice, so this better hit early and it better. It's super specific, but it can be crippling. Right. When you it, use when this it does. to snipe like. That first turn, Desperado. Yeah. For oh sake. man, you're so happy. <laughs> Those are the best. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there there are plenty, or like one of their big interfaces that they dropped early. Because like, if the runner spends like four creds to drop an R and D interface on like turn two really early and try to get like that that big dig R and D lock going, yep. and you're like, oh, I'm just gonna res Lab Dog. Like, it costs you two. It costs them four to install that R and D interface, and, and now, they lost like the that's a big mean tempo hit. Yeah. It's it can definitely be very bad yes. even just like sniping out one of prepaid kate's voice pads yeah sure uh, yeah happily i'll get rid of it for I'm, I'm wondering if there's going to be that 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 thing of uh you, like you know you would always play uh Crescentus or something so they can't power shut down 
Right. Uh, your, your, your corroder. I wonder if there's going to be like some, some junk hardware you just right. want out. It's like a chop bot. <laughs> it's going to die. Maybe Sacrificial Construct will come back. <laughs> there, 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 yeah. Well, that'll, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. You can, you can eat that dog. Leave, leave me alone, please. <laughs> so, um, we should we should talk about we should sorry we, for as far as ice goes we should also talk about the crazy NBN ice that came oh out. oh choo choo that's right <laughs> little engine I I mean one I love everything about the way it looks yeah it and looks its great name it's just like this freaky angry ass like Thomas the Tank Engine looking thing yep um, with like just this energy spewing out its eyes it's, it's yeah. gorgeous it's a uh, man yeah it is it is good well this is also our friend uh liga oh it is yeah so it's 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 the pop artist and the pop-up window artist right okay that that explains that why it is that both explains mad why we love it so and rad yeah that explains why we love it so much yes <laughs> so what does little engine do okay little engine is an oh, nbn so ice good. it's a it's uh cost five to res it's seven strength and it's a seven strength Cogate. And it has three subs. It has end the run, end the run, and then the runner gains five credits. Correct. So this is like if the runner can just make it over that hump and break both those end the run subs, it's going to get some money back. Right. It, it'll more or less, if they can get to that point, it'll pay for itself. Yeah. It, if, I believe if you have a torch, it's like, and you have five to start, it costs zero or something like that. Yeah. Because yeah. you're with Gordian, you'd need five to boost it up and then yep. two subs. So you'd, you'd end up, it'd cost you two at the end of the day. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, but early for just a five, five cred for a seven strength double and the run. Code gate? Oof. Yeah, so 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 if, if newer players are curious, um when a runner hits that end the run sub, none of the other subs fire. Right. Like as soon as an end the run sub fires, that's it. That, that the, the run is ended that, and yeah. everything is and, and ignore the card and the run's ended. That's that, yep. that, that's very important here because the runner wants to make it to that third yeah. sub and let and it not fire. It, yes. Let it fire. So yeah. this <laughs> hilariously it does become the most grappling hookable ice yeah. in the world. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Break all subroutines aside from one. Uh, I'll take I'll, I'll I'll, I'll, I will suffer the effects of that last subroutine, please. Um, but yeah, it is. It is a cool. What, like, a, what a neat mechanic! I never yeah. thought. Of, again, these these dynamic ices that are strong early, weaker late, or weak early, strong late, or yeah, that kind of it thing. It definitely has a very interesting interplay. Yeah. Um, because not only is it like the runner probably gets most of their creds back if they can finally break it, but they need to have that those credits to begin with that's it's right. not the kind of thing where it's like it's not like a hive or whatever where like it gets weaker but it just gets weaker until it's completely done and the runner can just like walk through for one credit like yeah this the runner has to be able to get through it pay for it ahead of time and then they get the money back afterward which is a mechanic we haven't seen yeah like 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 a subroutine like this yeah we haven't really seen something that that gives the runner five why don't i give the runner five? Oh, yeah. i see because i'm getting this crazy stopper at the beginning yeah. big giant crazy code gate only cost five yeah very very cool stuff speaking of things that start one way and then go the other way right what are we, talking we also about now? got a brand new neutral barrier love this quicksand 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 is cool what's what does quicksand do now so it is a three cost barrier um, neutral, no influence, so it's fits very much in the same territory as Wall of Static. That's right. It's, uh, I think it's going to be replacing Wall of Static. Maybe. Um, so it starts at zero strength. <gasps> That's know. terrible. That Nels. seems bad. I don't want this. But when the runner encounters Quicksand, place one power counter on it. 
and Quicksand has plus one strength for each power counter on it. Just a single subroutine to end the run. Cool. So it starts out as basically like a kind of expensive ice wall. Yep. Then it like grows into like a Himitsubako territory. Yep. Oh, and then Wall of Static. Oh, and then Bastion. And then oh, 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 just keeps going. Right. I, 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 I fear that this is one of those cards that's going to fire off once and then the runner is going to do everything they possibly can to get rid of it. Like a lot of my favorite ice. Right. <laughs> but to, to drop, because you can obviously still drop a fem on it. You or still, you can, yeah. If it gets too big, now it's Davidable, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just keep running. Run, Jack, run, Jack, run, Jack, run, David. <laughs> the, um, and also, we can, uh, like, yeah, I, I, I really, really love the card because again, it's, 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 it, you put it down and it's dynamic and it's yeah. living and it changes the, yeah. the card. It, it makes Atman super sad if you're, right. if you're trying to use this like Atman as your like yeah. main breaker somehow. It's, it's, it's a really cool soft counter. It's interesting. Atman. Yeah. Um, I mean, it seems like you'd all you'd probably want to put it over central. I mean, unless you have some remote where you can like fake out a bunch of assets, agendas, or whatever to kind of keep pulling the runner over it to make that. You know, that strength higher and higher. That's it probably right. lives better on a central. And we can helium deposits it. I guess technically you can. Power, power counters. counters yeah. Count, which is, I, I'm sure there's better ways to use that. Probably. But they're, they're power counters. We, we've seen cards that deal with those before. So that's uh, a kind of cool thing. Yeah. 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 Neat, 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 neat stuff as per usual. Uh, yeah. All, all, all across corpse side. Yeah. But the, 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 the eponymous Chrome City. Yep. Uh, definitely had far more of its thematic manifestations on the runner side. That's right. Now, when the when the, the like Chrome the term Chrome City is because we're actually carving into people and oh, yeah. replacing parts of them, improving, improving parts of them. Now, I, now I've, <laughs> I, I, I I know I've talked to some people that are like into bio bio stuff like biotech and biomedical right. and i guess the assumption is like it, we can't it's too difficult to do stuff like that because of rejection and infection right but let's just throw all that out the window now and yeah. replace my friggin skull <laughs> with with metal let's just yank my skull out and uh, put in a metal put in a better skull put in a better skull yeah. which i think a lot of people like could really get in, get on board of that yeah. and I, I like how like 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 butchery and choppy and like body moddy this yeah. this this uh expansion is for, yeah. for, for well for because obviously there have been plenty of cybernetics cybernetic type devices previously in the game right yeah. like i mean spinal modem is a console you plug into your spine. Josh B is augmenting you. Right. I think the difference is is that the kind of cybernetics you buy in Chrome City are maybe like the kind you buy from a guy in a weird rain-soaked alley that sort of smells like pee. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like, this, this is like the prison tattoo of, of cybernetics. Of cybernetics. Yeah, yeah. This isn't stuff that's like well-proved in a nice, clean clinic that will make sure everything is fine. No, 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 no. This is like there may be some side effects. <laughs> Kavat and Tor. Yeah. And so how did the game translate that uh, in the most obvious way? Yeah. So all the cybernetics are hardware. Yep. And all of them, when installed, do some either meat or brain damage That's to right. the runner as the physical toll taken for, for installing gray market hardware into your body basically. exactly and how amazing yeah. is that it's awesome it's so good yeah yeah so 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 the runner can you can like mess up your runner now and, yeah. and give him crazy crazy things yeah which is cool so so, so, so what's some examples that you saw that were were Great. So the, like the we just start at the top. I mean, the Anarch one. Yep. Is um maybe 
the least whelming, but sure. still kind of interesting. Um, it is called Skulljack, right? It is, it's got a cool name. It's got a great name. <laughs> um, it's got, it's two to install. Yep. So when you install it, you suffer one brain damage. Ouch. But what it does is the trash cost of all cards is reduced by one. Okay. Okay. It's not bad. Not bad. Um, I mean, obviously, the, the, the choir of, but Scrubber is better. Right. I mean, the big difference being, like, if you're tagged, Scrubber goes away. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, or, or rather, it can be destroyed by the corporation. And, you know, if I was like, because the, de- the deck I took at regionals was like an NEH style butcher shop type thing. And if right. someone dropped a Scrubber, I would totally figure out some way to like cheat out a breaking news to trash that scrapper. Yep. Like totally, that that can like the ability to have two recurring credits to trash stuff can completely wreck your day with certain corporate setups. Definitely, um, yeah. Skulljack doesn't have that vulnerability, it's right? Hardware and they're hard. It's hard to get rid of hardware. Yep, it's probably why they call it hardware. <laughs> probably, it's probably it. Um, so, yeah, so if you're doing obviously, if you're doing like some kind of tag me thing, but you still want to be able to have that card trashing discount. Skulljack is where it's at, right? Yeah. Um, and since the the cost is you know lowered, it's for every single access. Um, they can end up saving like the most annoying place you can be is if like getting an access was a little bit more expensive than you thought, right? So you end up accessing with zero credits, and you grab a Caprice Nice, and you're just like, oh, <laughs> god damn it! <laughs> yeah. So it pulling things that are one because often like. One trash cost, a- trash cost assets and uh, upgrades are really good, so being able to pull those ones down to zero, so you can always trash them no matter yeah. how much money you have, is very nice. Yeah, I mean, granted, yeah. Gold Jacks is not amazing. No, um, but it's not bad, yeah. especially if you're in some kind of tag me setup. Sure, it's worth considering. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And so every runner got we we we, we every, every runner got a bit of cybernetics. Yep. Every faction, including, every faction, including neutral, 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 the got, fa- neutral faction. Yep. Yep. So what's the what's the criminal one? The criminal one is titanium ribs, and it has this awesome picture of our friend Gabe Santiago. I believe he's probably at like an airport or something or some some, some security checkpoint. What it reminds me of, yeah. it only reminds me of this because I only watched this movie again like a couple months ago. Is that, that bit in Total Recall? Oh yeah, where Arnie walks through that skeleton and he turns into a skeleton. The gun, gun the thing, gun thing oh, yeah. goes off and he jumps through the window. <laughs> yeah, that movie seriously holds up. Oh dude, oh oh yeah, like like hands down. Oh yeah, T- Total Recall. I'll watch that. Every day, yeah. it's it's so good. I remember yeah. actually watching both of them because um because my girlfriend hadn't seen um, oh the new one the the, the the new one and the old one. I have so not we watched seen the new one. Oh, don't yeah that that, <laughs> but, that was not an accident. <laughs> but what's awesome is for all the parkour, born identity crap Colin Farrell does, the subway brawl scene that Schwarzenegger in beats the shit out of every fight scene <laughs> in like that it's, whole movie. It's grim. He just like grabs some random dude and like uses him as a human shield. It's just so good. Yeah. Yeah. You got um uh, Michael Ironside yes. being a douche. <laughs> so good. Oh yeah. Man. Okay, so back to back to the titanium ribs, which 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 if you're if you're a rough and tumble runner, it's good to have some prote- innate protection. So this is a one cost cybernetics. It's unique of course because you can't have two rib cages. Yep. It's when you install titanium ribs, suffer to meat damage. Now, this is, I think, an interesting distinction with the the brain damage, with more direct cerebral, maybe net based stuff, I guess, mm. and meat damage being a little more superficial changes to the body. I don't know. I'm not. I'm, yeah, well, because, yeah, maybe because these are like the costs. Right. It's basically you choose the cards from your grip to trash whenever you take damage. This includes the titanium ribs one. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the the <laughs> with both shapers. And Anarchs having recursion of different flavors at the wazoo. Yep. Like, 
Yeah. If you manage to trash like an admin out of, out of a runner's grip, they're probably happy. They're like, oh, okay, cool. I can install a clone chip in the middle of a run now. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, criminals are definitely the ones that are most vulnerable to getting their stuff sniped, right? That's right. Like, if I'm playing against some criminal and I'm able to ping that corroder from, from their, their hand. My only corroder. Oh, I'm so happy. It's <laughs> exactly. like, all right, you got a breach, maybe. Or it's like, oh, we're going to have to find your special order to go grab your only other corroder. Yep. Um, so this is definitely like criminals for sure are the ones most vulnerable to having like essential cards just pinged out with you know random bits of damage. Yep. That, um, that's why we can solve some of that problem with titanium ribs. Yeah, exactly. It's the kind of thing where it's like again, it's not gonna it's not gonna win the game for you. It's, exactly. It's, not, yeah. it's the kind of thing where it's like if if your deck is set up in such a way that like losing a couple key cards is a huge bummer. And you're thinking, it's like, oh, God, should I blow some influence on, like, a deja vu or a scavenge or something just so I can, like, if I lose one of my key breakers, I can get back. It's like, well, this can kind of solve that yeah. problem. This can also solve if you're installing other cybernetics or if you're stim hacking or if you're yep, that's taking true. damage yourself. You, you, e you even, even damage that's unpreventable, you still got to pick which card you bin. Yeah. Which is quite nice. Yeah. Yes. Um, so and then our friends of Shaper got one. Yes. Yeah, so this is certainly this one? the ones that people have talked about the most. This is the one that's been that's been doing quite well yes. in a lot of things. The Net Ready Eyes. Yep. So this is zero credits to install. Okay. Uh, like all the cybernetics, I think it's all yeah, it's all two influence. Yep. Um, when you install Net Ready Eyes, you suffer two meat damage. Okay. And what it does is, whenever you initiate a run, choose an icebreaker. That icebreaker has plus one strength. For the remainder of the run. Yeah. Now this card hanging out with our fixed breaker suite from Anarch is is insane. Super great. It's super. It, it yeah. mimics at four. Yogs at four. Well, you got David for anything bigger than that. Yeah. No. It's uh this this is this is like this is this is the one this is the one the the most playable I think because it for sure. just will always be good. It's always good. Yeah. I mean if you're just slapping this on like corroder or snowball, it's like okay, well that's a plus one free strength boost for yeah. the run. Cool. I'm, and if I'm also running it in red, I'm gonna be I've had worsening out this meat damage. I can actually right. gear my hand so I'm gonna lose and draw. I'm gonna, right. It, it was, it was <laughs> get good your for hand me. down so you just have like two. I've had worse that you install the net ready eyes. You're like all right, I'm gonna draw six cards. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I guess it's like whoa, nice net ready eyes. It's like, yeah, no big deal. Yeah. Like, you're just so cool. You have yeah. more resources. Yeah, I don't even. <laughs> I've, I've had more things put in my body. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, there's a couple caveats with it. Like, one, it's not optional. That's right. So you have to use this, even if you had some, like, lovely admin that's set up right to be the perfect strength you need. It's, it's the only one there. It's getting plus one. Sorry. Yeah. Um, you have to pick it at the beginning of the run before you approach or encounter any ice. Yep. So if it's face down, you might have picked wrong. Yeah. So... When in doubt, uh, pick your mimic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> it um, should be called mimic ready eyes. <laughs> yes, correct. Uh, and you technically can choose cards that are not actively in play. Okay. You can choose. You can choose cards that are either in your heap or installed on like a personal workshop or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. So, but this one is definitely cool. I mean, the, obviously, the only bummer is that like it's two influence, right? And it's like you want if you're playing Anarch, you kind of want three clone chips, but you also want a couple of these, but you also want a nice console. So, uh, what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is. Yeah. It is. It is playable. Does all kinds of nice things. It's. Pretty boss. Yep, cool. They're like uh, probably like we were saying, like probably the most, uh, the one that will see the most play. Yeah, for uh, sure, uh, definitely. Yeah. And now, last but not least, we have definitely a not one. least, not definitely not least. But this is our neutral one. Yep. It, it's called Brain Cage. 
And if anyone has seen the art for this, it's like a metal skull and this flesh is peeled back. Yeah, so that was initially, I'm like, oh, it's like a, it's like a robot skull on the assembly line. That's cool. Then you look at it like, oh, no, wait, this is just someone's face peeled <laughs> off as they're getting all the bones in their skull removed and replaced with metal. <laughs> oh, that's way more intense. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Holy shit. Yeah. So <laughs> brain cage costs one. When you install brain cage stuff for one brain damage, makes a little bit of sense. Yep. If you have some stranger peeling apart your face. Yeah. Uh, and your maximum hand size is increased by three. Yes. Oh, if, and what is the flavor text? Oh, the flavor text is the, the skull is not one bone, but 22. The surgery is even more complex than it sounds, <laughs> which is interesting because I thought it sounded pretty complicated when yep. I, I heard someone replacing their fate their, their, their skull, skull with a metal one correct <laughs> good to know that it's even more complicated than, than that. that yeah yeah um so it's if you want more hand size it's great it's good yeah. um uh, again it's like it's gonna cost you one brain yep unless we have ways of doing that we'll get to that we'll get later. to that later but It'll give you two. It's hardware. It's harder to get rid of than, say, public sympathy. Yes. Or something, or uh, satellite, uh, unused satellite. Borrowed satellite. Borrowed satellite. Yes, there we go. <laughs> that satellite, yeah. Beach party. Yeah, beach party. Yeah. So those things, we can like we can, we can can get rid of those with our corporate town. We can uh, tag right. you. We can blow them up. But it's we can't really get to that head of yours. Yeah. What I'm kind of wondering is, okay, so I install brain, I install brain cage, and then I run into your lab dog. So right. do, does, <laughs> I guess maybe like the aug... What I'm kind of thinking is maybe like the, it's still there, but like it messed up the the the, the, the servos or the the, the software. Right. So I'm just kind of like paralyzed. Yeah, it, just, my, it just doesn't work so good. It just doesn't work as good. I think yeah. I think that's what's what. Yeah. What's I don't what I don't think there's actually a dog that comes and just steals your, your skull. Eat, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even want to think about what a person without a skull <laughs> is like. It just like deflates his head. I think so, there were, I think one of the one of the one of the people in Beetlejuice was like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. <Ugh. laughs> Yeah, so not that. Yeah, so so now if I'm if I if I'm a big time body modder, if I want to like get titanium ribs and a metal skull, all this crazy crap, but I want to do it in a, in a safer place, and I don't want to take all this damage. Yeah, where do I go? You can go to a Chrome Parlor. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, I'll head over there right now. Uh, chrome Parlor is an Anarch resource. One credit to install, just one influence. So if anybody can grab it. It's a location. Yep. Which makes sense. And all it does is prevent all meat damage and brain damage from installing cybernetics. Cool. So kind of like the gene conditioning shop. Yep. But By itself, it doesn't do anything, but it makes all of the related cybernetics much easier to install. Yep. Which is cool. Yeah. Totally. I mean, obviously, if you're just running one piece of cybernetics, nah, just never any eyes. Yeah, just who cares? Just deal with it. Just take the damage. But if if you're running like both a skulljack and brain cage, yep, might be worth it. Yep. Because with if you if you install this before you install brain, brain cage, cage three, then exactly. So then then you get full. Your hand size is eight, which means two scorched earths. Meh. Yeah. Forget eh, it. Who cares? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Meh. Um. I make Skulljack like just totally great. Yep. Um, so it's like, eh, okay, that's interesting. That might that might be worth it. If yeah, for just one piece of Cybernetics doesn't make sense. For two though, might be. Especially like later on, you could always pawn it to Aesop or yep. chop bot it or something. Yeah, and and actually, I think this is like this. this kind of, again, this is the start. And I, I know um, some people were a little bit disappointed by the lackluster of or uh, Cybernetics of what they actually do, like their right. power grade and stuff like that. But I think what we need to know here is like this is the start. Like we're yeah. gonna be getting like dro drops of Cybernetics coming in here and, and there, here and there, and yeah, it's kind of sure. like this is the, this is like the setup. Like like yeah yeah, synthetic blood isn't the 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 best 
thing ever. Right. But it's the start of this crazy other new mechanic that I wasn't even like ready for. Yeah, when I, the stealth breakers showed up, right? It was literally cloak and dagger and we're like, in creation and control. Stealth like, yeah, okay, I mean, it's all right, I guess. And, I don't know. And, and then, then now... I, 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 believe, I believe it was Greg that was playing at the regionals with a stealth rig set up on... Uh, Chaos Theory, playing with, oh, against Brian, nice. and I'm looking at his next ice server. It's right. like six I, next ice deep, and he's like, I can't stop him. I can't stop his crazy stealth rig, because oh, he's just man. like, boom, 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 going through, switchblade, switchblade, free, free, free. I was like, <laughs> unbelievable. Nice. So, all again, FFG has never really steered us wrong. It's, it, like Nothing feels like abandoned wear in yeah. this game. Yeah, uh, there's sure. going to be cooler cybernetics. There's going to be cooler gene conditionings. There's going to be a lot of those things set up. So I'm, yeah. I'm super excited. And plus, like you, you rock on as a cyborg. My only fear is I'll be too busy try, uh, augmenting myself to win the game. Right. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be like, man, now I got a metal head, and now I got this and this. And he's like, I'm at nine points, Jess. Like, the game's been over for a while. And I'm like, oh, just shut up and leave me alone. <laughs> I got a metal head. So, like, there was actually in the, um, in the little... Uh, Insert, like you know. How yeah, okay, this is the one I was really amped to read, and I lost it. <laughs> oh no! I'll lend you mine. Okay, good, good, um, but there's a bit in there that talks. It's like it's like a like a faux um, like a like a television reporter type interview. Okay, but there's like this offhanded mention to someone who um, got three of their limbs and their skeleton replaced, and then they cut off their last limb for symmetry, and now this person weighs over two thousand pounds. <laughs> <laughs> You know, think about it, you're like, oh yeah, right, your body's made of metal. Of course you're gonna weigh like the same as a Yugo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right. Yep. So he's like, so well, what happens if that guy tries to get on the bus? Yeah, that's right. Just <laughs> crunch. Oh, okay, I guess. Unfortunately, you just have like, I don't know, rollerblades built into your feet. Yeah, so like, whatever. Uh, also, can I run like, you know, 60 kilometers an hour right. now because I'm a robot <laughs> so <who> man? Cares? <laughs> Um, also, there was oh, a little bit more interesting hardware That's as right. well. Yes, yes, there was. Brand new console. Yes, brand new with, console. With, with, our, with our buddy Noise on it. With Noise, that's right, rocking out. What? So, what does he do? It's called Turntable. Yes. Nails. And it's a, it's, not, it's one of those weird two-cost consoles. Yep. Uh, for Anarch, two influence, one MU. When you steal an agenda, you may swap that agenda <laughs> with an agenda in the corpse score area. Yes. Whoa. Yep. So again, um, I think it's gonna be. I were you running Vigil in your Valencia? Uh, Desperado. Desperado, right? You're running Desperado in your in your Valencia, and uh, Vigil is the same kind of thing. It's a it's a specific weird console. This two. Right, the, the, this two plus one MU uh, at an Anarch, and this one is another weird specific console. This plus two MU. Uh, Sorry, it's two cost, one MU out of Anarch. So I'm seeing the pattern here. Anarch's got like the the cheap consoles. Yeah. Uh, the the do kind of weird things, but yeah. Turntable has got a really interesting uh, inter uh, uh, interesting thing that happens during the game. Yeah. Whereas you can actually let the the corp score something big or score something good early, and as long as you can like snake in and steal an agenda. Yeah. You can you can grab the better can, thing. Yeah, you can you, you can get rid of that astro token. You're like, yep. oh, here's here's an astro without a token. Yeah, have fun with that. It, it, it makes you feel so much better about paying to steal that goddamn NAPD contract. <laughs> Definitely, that's right. Yeah, you're like, okay, I'll pay four credits. Um, you can hang on to that. I will take that astro script with a token on it now. Yeah. goodbye. I, I, I remember I was, I was playing a, some warm up games with my abysmal titan deck um, against Perry, who was running Edward Kim turntable, and I first score out. Uh, a high-risk investment. Mm. And because that's all I had, okay, guys, I'm not that bad of a player, but yeah. this is like all I had to score out. I score it out, and I'm sitting and it's there. it's got two tokens it's on it. It's got two tokens. I'm like, yeah, but then I'm like, wait, 
This is an anarch. They're always broke. What are we going to use these? Right. Oh, when he, when, when, when he snags, you know, a firmware up, updates and just swaps them out, I lose all my tokens and get oh, nothing. No. So I was like, wow, that's... I was just kind of staring blankly at the board. I'm like, that's really interesting. Right. And, and awful for, 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 for the corporation. Yeah. Because if they, like, power out an agenda, like, they don't want to power out an agenda because they know, like, agendas are going to get scored. Yeah. Like, unless you're running all threes or something crazy. But it really does a crazy interesting thing also to be noted this does not affect stuff like shq because you're not yes. stealing you're not Correct. stealing an agenda yeah. just, it just says like add the agenda to your score add add this card to your score yeah, yeah. as an agenda worth blah 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 exactly so you need to be stealing yeah you man, actually got to grab a real agenda yeah. man if i'm running domestic sleepers or something there was one game at a, the reason i was like where i stole not one but two domestic sleepers in a row and i was just like i got an agenda oh god damn it all right well i'll go in r&d and get another oh come on <laughs> the domestic i was like mom said i took that one frame job out of my deck yeah that's right <laughs> So I would, I would much much ever to be like, uh, I guess you can hang on to that. I'm gonna take that Vitruvius instead. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, all those tokens, and, and yeah. I, of course, it, and technically the tokens do stay on it. So if I so swap if it there back, are more weird swappings back, the corporation will then have access to those tokens. Yeah, man. What the, the hell is even going on there? Yeah. <laughs> but if if the agenda is like stolen by the runner. And then get switched. It doesn't like get tokens added to it or something. That's because right. Stuff like AstroScript. It says when this agenda is scored, add a token. Blah blah blah. Um, so if it's just kind of like rotated to you over the lazy Susan of Noises turntable, yep. it's still just blank, <laughs> <laughs> and you're sad. Yeah. Um, but generally, at a high level, like none of the all, for all intents and purposes, as far as the runner is concerned, the agendas are blank. So even if if you manage to snipe like a Beal with five extra tokens on it or whatever, even turntabled over to the runner, it's still just worth two points. Yep. 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 The tokens stay. They just yep. do nothing for you. Yeah. Either good or bad. They're just... They're just there. They're but, just you know, there. it's it's kind of like notches in a, in a belt. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and I guess uh, I guess we should talk about... Anarch's got another high-influence run event. And I love high-influence run events because oh, they're always yes, yes, yes. really cool. This one's a little bit a little bit weirder. Mm-hmm. Um, Keeps up with their theme of just burning everything to the ground. That's right. It's called <laughs> Immolation Script. Yes. And it's a run. It's a sabotage. It's three influence. It costs zero. Yeah. Make a run on archives. And we all know what Anarch does when it gets into those archives. Weird, Nothing weird, good. Weird stuff happens. Nothing weird good stuff happens. happens. Don't, don't leave your garbage open to an Anarch. Correct. Because they will dig <laughs> through it. If, if successful, instead of accessing a piece of ice in the archives, trash a resed copy of that ice. Yeah. So ice destruction's cool. Uh, what's 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 kind of what's kind of tricky about this is like it probably works best in something like noise where you're pitching cards anyways. Right. Where you just just buy your rando mills. But, you're but, gonna dump some ice in the bin regardless. Yeah. But then I'm playing against noise, so my archives are more protected. Man. Yeah. So if I if I'm playing aggressive parasite recursion, uh, ice trash or something. Uh, I, I, I can see it finding a place here. Like, man, for this, sure. Like, getting this must just wreck next decks. Oh, man, yeah. It just, like, anything that, like, next, especially because it wants, like, all three copies of all their pieces because it just gets better and better. But then, like, next silver is really low strength, so it falls apart to Parasite really easily. And then you just emulation script to blow up another one. And then those bronzes have, like, one strength now. Yeah. And... It's, it, 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 again, it's a, it's a specific, a specific, uh, card for sure yeah uh, you need to have a good setup like i i, I but i also know that a lot of people um I, I was checking out um netrunner db and a lot of people were actually kind of scared of this card so it would run 
uh, singles. Like a weird, a weird spread, spread of ice. So there's singles, no dudes, basically. Like, well, that's, that, that, that show's cool. And what's interesting when I saw that, aside from the card being like, that being a strange thing to, to, to meta against, but what's interesting is like, they filled all their slots perfectly with one-offs of everywhere else. Right. Right? It was like, you didn't need the, the consistency. You just needed like a professor setup, right? Right. Of, of professor ice, ice basically. Yeah, which was, which was kind of interesting. Oh, man. Yeah. Weird. Uh, but again, like uh, Anarch with uh, big influence runs can do some pretty big damage. Yeah. No server is safe. I guess that's why that's, that's, that's why Netrunner is so good. No. And you still get to access everything else in the archives. Yeah. So you, that, you get to pick the ice you access. Yes. Not the first ice you access. It's just a big wad. And then yep. you, yeah. yeah. And you get to access everything else in there. So there's like two agendas. You still get to steal those agendas. Oh, and yeah. You just point at a piece of ice. You say, I'm not accessing that. Yeah. Because accessing ice doesn't do anything. Um, instead, you're trashing something else on the board. But it's not instead of accessing the archives. That's right. It's accessing one specific piece card in the archives gets subbed out. So, so you, all the other accesses are still totally Yeah. Old. So you don't need to run it again to score out those NEPDs they bitched. Right. So it's all at once still. And this is just a extrapolating off that that crazy archive yep. run. The archives are an interesting, strange place for new players. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because it's like, well, when do I get them all? Yes, you get them all. That doesn't make sense. Well, brace yourself because that's that's, <laughs> the, the, that's tip of the iceberg, friends. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that was um I I think that's most of yeah okay, that, that okay, was the stuff that stood out in Chrome City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, okay, there was some um, um I wanted to talk about a little bit about the shaper the shaper the shaper card. Oh, analog dreamers. Analog dreamers. So, so that's two credits to install. Yep. One mu. Yep. Program that you spend a click, you make a run on R and D. Yep. Uh, if successful, you may not must may uh, take one unresed. Non-ice? Non-ice. Yeah. yeah. One non... Some unresed, <laughs> non-piece non of ice on the board, yeah. and shuffle it back into R&D. R &D. Yeah. So that is definitely a good way to deal with all those really annoying upgrades that everybody loves dropping now. That's right. Those ashes, those caprices... Ugh, get them gone. Maybe even red herring, you know, like red herrings. Like, yeah, yeah the, the 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 face down upgrades that are sitting happily in that yeah. in, in their in their score server. Yeah, or even an agenda. Like someone does the double install advance, and you're like, ah, oh, crap, I can't get into that remote, but I can get into R and D. Put that back into R and D. I'm gonna find it out of there later. But you can't if they put a token on it. If they advance it, correct? Oh, is it is it unadvanced? Yeah, I believe it's unadvanced. I think oh, I think that's why I was okay, like, okay, ah, okay. <laughs> I see. Okay, yeah. So it's like so again, uh, but up it's sort of upgrade disruption. Very very good. Yep. So I guess it's like a weird meta call. It's weird. Yeah, getting rid of like potentially bluffed, you know, ambushes or whatever. Also, as I'm well. kind of wondering, like, so I I, I analog dreamer run at your R&D. Uh, you have to break through some ice. During these pay windows, um, can't you just res the stuff that you think I'm going to be targeting? Potentially. But then but then the runner knows exactly what it is. Sure. So if it is one of those annoying upgrades, you use Tyson Library to go fetch your unregistered Smith <laughs> yes. Lesson yes. 30, 38, 35, whatever it is, and then you <laughs> just goodbye, goodbye, Caprice, boom. Wait a minute, am I going to the... where? Oh yeah, where am I going to get this gun? I'm going to the... Oh, the Tyson Observatory. Oh, right, the Observatory. Yeah. It's uh, underneath the third desk. That's right. <laughs> ta ta with some Second row, third desk on the right. <laughs> there you go. That's it's the taped one. underneath, it's taped underneath. <laughs> um, yeah, and of course, like, having to res those upgrades, like, costs the corporation money yeah. and if they're uniques well it's sure, blowing up sure. any other one on the I board guess it, i guess it's kind of like at uh like the way that blackheart says like oh no now the now the resing's on my terms like yeah. now i'm i'm setting that that yeah. pace interesting yeah interesting well, I, don't, well, I don't know exactly what i'd do with it but it's it's a cool effect to be out there for sure yeah yeah, yeah. 
Cool. And, and it is a May effect. So if you're about to hit R&D and the corporation goes, oh, I'll just raise everything. Like, okay, well, I'll just access R&D normally. Then. Right. I guess that's why they put that there. Because that's pretty powerful when I read that. I'm like, oh, a May. Uh, that's yes. interesting. It's not like must yeah. or whatever. That's yeah. always good. Options yeah. are always better. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I guess when that's that's probably that's Chrome City. That's Chrome City. Yeah. It's exciting. Good stuff. Yep. Um, coming down the coming down the pike a bit in the future will be the underway. Yep. I think that's fourth, right? Or it's old Hollywood fourth. I think. I don't know because uh, Explosion Palooza or whatever. I, I I don't know if that was spoiled first or yeah. The next one is either the underway or old Hollywood, which which both sounds I mean, if, great. If the data pack cycle has been will continue to follow its north to south progression, <laughs> it's then the underway will be north. That's then right. old Hollywood, yep. and then uh, the World Fair one, Epcot Center. Epcot. Yes, future Epcot. <laughs> future Epcot. Uh, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah, very cool. Thanks FFG for always for giving sure. us something to, to yep. talk about. Um, wanna wanna do a quick question from a from a listener? Yeah, definitely. So our buddy Calvin, who hey. is on the Megacast, the Megacast. episode, yeah. um, told us that awesome story about like working on his decks and you know just spending much time playing in Kuala Lumpur. He asked a very interesting question. Oh boy! Which was, how do we bridge the perception gap between casual and competitive? Oh wow! If you couldn't hear, there were quotes around that. Jank <laughs> <laughs> yeah. versus viable, anti-variance versus fun. Why the dichotomy? Huh. I, that, is, I think that is a really good question. It actually. isn't a very interesting yeah. question, right? I mean, like, I think at a very high level, uh, I think there's definitely a bit of, like, tunnel vision hive-minding that happens pretty intensely with, like, some of the most uh, prolific players. Yeah. Where yeah. some people tend to, like, dismiss that's like, oh, that's not good, and then just never come back and revisit it again, um, which I think can be a bit... Narrow, sure. Like yeah. obviously, there's stuff that's good, and but the question is why? Is it's like because there is no just like universal why is it good or not, right? Like given that it's it's an asymmetrical competitive game, a lot of stuff that's like good right now, oh, it's just good because it stacks up nicely against the popular runners right now, yeah, or it stacks up nicely against the popular corporations right now, yeah, or you know it's. Just an interesting, like, lots of remote play came back because clot makes fast advance a lot more annoying. However, way more people should pack clot, maybe including myself, because I played against a ton of fast advance decks at our bloody regionals and no RP when I was expecting exactly the opposite. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, say, I gotta say, clot didn't change much of the, what I what yes. I saw either. I should put in one clot. Um, anyway, uh... Yeah, so I think that's definitely a part of it where, like, I think the gulf between, like, casual and competitive is not as wide as some people may think it is. Sure, yeah. Um, and then, obviously, like, there is just stuff that, like, you know, given the flow of the game or the constraints of a tournament, like, there are plenty of stuff that's good, but, like, just because it's kind of slow or maybe it's a bit inconsistent or it's, like, it's really good against one matchup but kind of against another ones that, like, it's just less like broadly applicable in that regard right because like tournament play is not the whole normal course of the game right, right like yeah. it's, a, it's a very specific set of constraints which means you're going to play a bunch of different a bunch of just a random allotment of people you have like basically 30 minutes per game to get it done you know, you have to be playing like seven, eight, nine games back to back, maybe. So it's just kind of like those things definitely influence, I think, what is like 
the popular competitive decks quite a bit. Right. Um, versus like, oh, they're just objectively better than the other ones. It's like, well, they're they they fit into this format more easily. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I, I think it's an uh, interesting question. Like uh, the like the way that the, the way that the way I, I I tend to see it is is. I think it's almost like like locale based. Like people, hmm. some people like really really enjoy just just actually just just playing the game and and could never go to a tournament and just have like a fine time. But they're still like playing right. competitive decks. Yeah, and we've seen it a million times. We've seen like new players play with competitive decks and just get trounced because they're inexperienced or something. I mean, people see people that are really really strong players. They can win with garbage. They can right. win with like strange decks. And I think that it's it's way 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 harder to. To say like, oh, this is this is this is definitely a competitive sector or right. something like that, and and, and I think you're, the way you're what you, what you talked about is having having the narrow viewpoint is really interesting because I think that's also a fallout from other competitive card games, and this yeah. one's a little bit stranger in, right. in, in 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 a lot of ways, like, like you're saying, like in 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 the asymmetry in in the asymmetry and in just just in the meta in general and in like the no rarities and like the lack of cash flowing around right um it it makes the game strange and i think it's to the point where it's going to be a totally different way that we look at it uh, yeah i mean certainly and i think there's stuff that gets dismissed until you know some people actually because like a lot of this stuff right like there's so much comes down to the at table play yeah that things that like on paper look just like garbage <laughs> that if someone actually knows like how to use it like what the what the tempo of that deck is like when to do this when to do that that it can be very strong right like that the the deck you ran at the regional right like that chaos theory like arvoir snitch deck yep. seems like on paper like this is what is this? This is a mess. Like you're <laughs> yeah. blowing clone chips, SMCs to install this program and only give you credits when you jack out. Like what the hell is this? Right, right, right. And like immediately when Arvor came up, you're like, ah, oh, it's, it's crap. Like whoever yeah. this, this instant binder or whatever. Yeah. And then someone just took the time to focus. And they're like, no, this thing is a super open. Can be yeah. really good. And and and, and, and again, I gotta get the name because I know it's a Seattle guy because Noah in, yeah, Noah informed I've, me on this, but I forget the name I of the guy that came too. up with that. But yeah. Yeah, and when it's out and you're like, game 12, go. The corporation just says, shit. Yeah. I can't keep up with this crazy craziness. And, yeah. it's not, and, it's not, and it's not jank. It's just that these there's so many cards and so many combinations that this deck all of a sudden became competitive out of cards that were swept under the table mm -hmm. uh, when when they first came out. Yeah. I, I actually remember when Pop-Up first came out and everybody thought that wasn't a big deal. Right. <laughs> like, and Pop-Up is huge. Yeah. Out of the amount of times we saw when one credit matters in a game like this, yeah. every card matters. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So I think it's definitely like... It's it's much harder to just look at cards in isolation and just be like, oh, this one is good, this one is not, because it's often it's all about like synergies, right? It's yeah. Like how do these cards play together? Blah 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 blah. And I mean, of course, like objectively, yes, there are some decks that like are nice and consistent and they play yep. to the fundamental very well. It's like yep. that's undeniable. But I think the gulf between like those and then the stuff that's like more casual or jankier or whatever yeah. is like that gap is a lot narrower than a lot of people think it is. And I think like especially recently a lot of it seems like folks have been more inclined to look at stuff that's a little bit like outside of just the you know the the pillars of like these are the things that are good and find other things that are interesting and still and still strong but allow people to, you know, 
be aggressive in ways that are kind of unexpected. Yeah, yeah, and and, and which and has this, a lot of value, I think. Yeah, and this game's so much about the mo- like at the time in the moment what is happening. Yeah, what cards are what cards are available to me? What cards are available to you? And what can we do with those? It's not like it, it's not like the bigger picture of like oh. Um, at the end, end, at end game, I should have this set up. No, no, it's not like that. You have right. to look at it right while the game's going on, like right, yeah. right in the tree, not the forest. It's which right. is, which is, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. I think I think in general, the game really rewards experimentation because, like, obviously, there's plenty of of like deck archetypes that just like won't stand up against the titans no pun intended <laughs> yeah. um but there are i think there are plenty of other like strong undiscovered ones out there that just fit like a particular time in the meta or someone's play style or whatever that are really good that just haven't been discovered yet yep and i think like one of the things that excites me so much about the game is that like that's rewarded right like even in quinn's is you know he's been his deck that took seventh at nationals he was literally the only person i think in that entire field that was playing gagarin right yeah and he crushed it. Why? Yeah. Because like he understood that deck really well. He'd been working on it for a really long time, and it did things that people you know weren't were unused to. Right? Yeah. No, yeah, no and one it did great. No one. No one's ready for that Gargarin tax. Yeah. Especially when they're when they're when they're worried about RP and butcher shops. Yeah. Right. So that's... yeah, and it's just good old sea source two scorches goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that I, like the fact that you know all kinds of weird things can still exist. It's not just like oh, which of the three best ones are you gonna pick. That that is so exciting and awesome for me, and I think especially it feels hopefully that there's a little bit of a sea change that people are willing to be a little bit more open with like, oh, how could this work or how could we put these things together to do something different or whatever? Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, but I, I think that's really I think that's a really great question. Thank you, Kevin, because yeah. that's that that is a I I know that. This is this is the first game I've heard people like I never go to tournaments and here I am. Yeah. Right. So the the like you're saying the gap can't be that big because we have that happening. I, I remember playing Magic and I would never go to a tournament because I'd be too scared out of my mind. But Netrunner right. <laughs> Netrunner promotes people to just come and learn and have a good time. And, yeah. 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 It's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if folks have other questions for us, um, things they'd like us to talk about in the future. Sure, yeah. Like, obviously, you know, we have our data pack release type episodes, but I think we want to line up some more interviews, too, but if there's other stuff that folks would be interested in hearing us talk about or are just curious about or suggestions for potential guests sure. or whatever. Nell's Netrunner poetry reading. I'd be happy to do that. There we go. Oh, God. <laughs> maybe, maybe I should not I'm going to hold you to that. Oh, man. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Everyone submit your Netrunner poems. Delete, 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 <laughs> goodbye. Um, yeah, uh, please email us at Terminal7 at idlethumbs.net or send us a message on Twitter at Term7. Um, as always, thank you very much to our buddy, Mr. Gordon McClattery, That's for right. letting us use his studio and his time this morning. Yep. Um, he does composition and sound design. That's right. For Primarily for video games. A little bit for like movie and TV, and stuff, primarily for games. Um, if you if you are need these services, <laughs> you should definitely talk to Gord uh, via A Shell in the Pit Audio, which is his production company. Um, and finally, thank you very much to Mr. Ed Harrison for letting us use his track Tin Soldiers from the Neo Tokyo OST as our intro and outro music. Um, you can grab that if for some mad reason you haven't yet at edharrison.bandcamp.com. Dot com.
We're good. Thanks, Gord. Right oh my god, I'm Hi, kitty. Look at. He peed on the bed yesterday. Oh.